Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 400 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you late this week, I'm sorry, on this Monday, the 27th of June, 2022, and around 3.30 p.m. left coast, coast of the most Pacific Coast time. Uh, <coughs> crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Well, pow, Ivor, you're fired. You made it 400 episodes. Feels like 400 years, doesn't it? You're fired. Your, your race is run. Your war is over, but he's holding up the whiskey sign. And you know what that means? It's time to drink. Let's have some whiskey here. Yeah, Ivor, can you believe it? Mmm. Mmm. 400 motherfucking episodes. Holy shit. 10 years, man! Ten years! Ten! Ten years! Ten years! Um, it hasn't been quite ten years yet, but I've always feel him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's dressed in his zombie party dress tonight. He's going to a cocktail party. Celebrate his uh, 400th firing. Um, yeah, I'm sorry we're late. Let's get straight to our top stories. I'm sorry that we are late. Especially for this 400th episode, but uh, when we were ready to go on Friday, but I woke up at 6:30 and found out shortly thereafter that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, and it's just been very, very difficult. Um, it's just been yeah. It's been very, it's been a very difficult weekend, specifically because of that. Um, it does not portend good things. And I mean, like, when I was a kid, the first time I was ever on TV, I was like four years old or like four or six somewhere. I was like really young. I was like not even 10 yet. I was at Lorenzi Park at 
with my mom and my dad at a pro-choice rally, and I ran uh, ran across the... I was just, like, playing whatever, because, like, that's what the kids did. Um, I wasn't, like, trying to photobomb them or whatever. But I saw myself on TV for the first time. It was crazy. Mm. So this is, like, a deeply held thing for me and, you know, my mom and me and my girlfriends, me and everyone that I've ever known, more or less. But on top of that, it really portends any more words of um, Hunter S. Thompson, big darkness soon come. Because they did this. First of all, they lied. They lied to get their lifetime positions. They lied in sworn testimony to Congress under oath. They lied. That's not good. And they lied to get a lifetime position. Oh, yeah, once we're in, we can do anything. And then Clarence Thomas's, uh, you know, supporting, uh, I can't remember what, 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 what it's called. Um, it's support in like the passing and in, in the, it's support in, in the ruling thing. Um, he's like, yeah, next we should overturn fucking contraception, gay marriage, uh, and a bunch of other shit that's, like, fundamental. I mean, I'm not gay, and I'm never gonna have a baby, but I have had to... I have had to have that conversation um, with a girlfriend, and it is not something I want the government involved in to begin with, and beyond that I'm gonna play at the end of this episode I know it sucks to it just, it does suck it just sucks, this is like happening right with our 400th episode, which is supposed to be like a big happy thing, I was so excited I had all this stuff planned and bam, I mean I was just so depressed because it's like we are this is like a big tipping point this is a big fucking this is a big fucking deal whether you whether you're pro-life or pro-choice whatever your rights they're coming for your rights and something like this has never happened I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the Supreme Court I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the country that we've lost a right a, a right that was regarded and upheld for 50 fucking years I mean that is crazy and so what else is on the table? Whatever they want and so it's been a big you know horrible deal um, for me this weekend I just could not get to the podcast I couldn't summon the energy to do it but Good news, because this is the 400th episode of the Best Lightning Games Podcast. God damn it, we're still here. Beyond all sense of reason or, or you know, commercial viability, you're, you may, they allowed you to make 400 episodes. Well, not nice. Well, it stops now. No, uh, <laughs> 30 Rock. <laughs> oh, God. Hank Hooper. Oh, my God. Am I back in the Vietnam? <laughs> Charlie was everywhere. Um, so in good, cause this is the best Linux games podcast. This is Sparta, motherfuckers. Uh, so SCOTUS ruling, be damned. We'll be, you know, this is going to, this is, this is gonna have incalculable damage. And I don't know how we roll it back, but we will. Maybe before the end of the world, like literally before the end of the world, before we're all dead, maybe we will live to see it codified into law and stuff. But anyway, um, this is the 400th episode of the Best Links Games podcast. Thank you for joining us. But, uh, but that would, by the way, make it for our sequel friends 2022 0627 1535. Um, and right now we do have a good reason to rejoice. The Steam Summer Sale started, try saying that five times fast, 
Unique New York. Unique New York. Oh, God. The Steam Summer Sales started uh, on the 23rd, which is four days ago. Runs through July 7th, so we will have another episode devoted... Maybe devoted, I don't know, because I've got so much shit that's, like, stacked up in the pipe for the next couple of months. Um, I got shit in my pipes, man! Uh, I'm loaded with shit, just like always! The Best Linux Podcast, the only podcast load, guaranteed to be loaded fully, whose pipes are guaranteed to be loaded fully with shit. At all times! 24-7! Uh, so the Steam Summer Sale is running now through the 23rd uh, to July 7th, which is cool. We will have our 4th of July episode in between now and then, which is cool. We'll be out before the 4th of July, which is the episode that I put one of the episodes I put the most amount of work into every year that no one ever fucking listens to because everyone's busy, you know, with the 4th of July, having fun and I'm I'm busy doing... Ten years, man! Ten, ten years! Can we get that, Ivor? Can can you get off your lazy, fired ass and... Ten! Ten years! Mm. 400 fucking episodes. So, uh, we, we'll do our real picks, but for this week's episode, we have uh, quick picks... In a few moments, we'll be getting to those. You just some initial picks. Blah. I'm broke, so it came at a really good time for me too. Um, our feature this week is actually something a little bit different. It's Mr. Jones. Uh-huh. It is excerpts from two thoughtful letters from two of my favorite independent one-man shop developers. Indie developers. And uh, we'll, I'll explain why and get to another news item when we get to there. But before we even start with our deals, our quick picks for from the Steam Summer Sale, which looks to be pretty pretty good. The discounts aren't quite as steep as they usually are, but there's a lot of really good games that are still steeply discounted. Um, and some of the discounts are really, really good, like 50% off, 70% off, 75% off. But you know, of course, it does it does depend on what the base price is. Because I mean, seventy five percent off of you know two dollars, you know, that's not that great. Um, I'd rather pay the two dollars than fucking you know, blah. Uh, uh, literally, because like you made a game, you get you hit the bull, you win stake. That's my philosophy. Unless the game is absolutely horrible, in which case I can return it. But before we get to our deals, I just have one other thing in our top stories. And I, I really, I have to say this because I don't know when we're going to be able to get to it. I bought Red Out 2. R-E-D, you know, Romeo, Echo, Delta, uh, Oscar, Uniform, Tango, Space, number two. Red Out 2. Futuristic space racing game. I was not a big fan of Red Out 1. I like F-Zero on the GameCube, which I think is the... Oh my god. I've actually spent significant amounts of time developing an F-Zero for the GameCube clone. Because that game was amazing and no one's ever made another game like it. But Red Out 2, I was... Because I I love this genre of car combat high-speed, high-graphic, futuristic, hovercraft shit. I spent half a year working on my own my own original game for it. Uh, and I spent two years in planning for that. It's never it's never gonna happen. Um, and so I was really, really disappointed by Red Out 2, which I, 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 we'll probably talk about. I have to... I'm not going to return it, because it runs okay on Linux, and 
blah, but everything is wrong with this game, and I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. Isn't that right, Ivor? We'll get the case, won't we, Gregor? Oh, we'll get the fucking case. We'll be here till Christmas. But, like, it forces you through these tutorials that are not tutorials. They don't explain anything to you. It's where you're supposed to learn the mechanics, and they are fucking unbelievably hard. I did uh, the third one, and they, you can't advance to anything else until you do all these tutorials. Now, normally when a game does this, especially a racing game, it's a good thing because it forces you to focus on the mechanics and they give you instructions that help you understand what the fuck it is you're... No. Beyond that, read out two, and I, I only managed to beat the tutorials. Some of them were super easy, some of them were just fucking unbelievably hard. One of them took me thirty over 30 tries before I looked up a video of how to do it. Thank God there was a user who posted a video on how to fucking beat that tutorial. And it kind of like crystallized like everything that's wrong with the game. It's like just fucking reading meters. It's almost like you're not... Anyway. It looks amazing though. And the sense of speed is pretty good. Um, but oh my god, it's just, it's awful. It's awful in almost every other way. And the mechanics are just fucking stupid. It's meter reading. And they make you frog, they frog march you through these tutorials and you can't even fucking change the AI assistance for like, you know, your driving style until you've completed them because ostensibly by then it understands what it needs to correct for you. And then the game is fucking hard. I mean, it's crazy hard. It feels like they padded out the game with adding more hard. And it's inconsistently hard, and that's why I that makes me think that they're just trying to pad out the fucking amount of time you can play the game. So, it, as an alternative to Red Out 2, uh, I started looking at all these uh, futuristic car combat, you know, stuff. And the only good one that I found that I have not talked about on the show prior to this episode is called Gear Shifters. It is a nothing like Red Out. It is a two it's a two-dimensional top-down spy hunter style left to right post-apocalyptic car combat courier game. Um no racing element, which sucks cuz I love combat racing. I mean, how hard is it? It's not hard. We know the recipe. No one's making the fucking game. Get on the fucking ball. Give me missiles and machine guns. But anyway, Gear Shifters is really fun. And right now, best part of the Steam Store sale, it's 50% off at $12.49. Don't get Red Out 2. Unless you're a big fan of the previous Red Out game. Um... Because, you know, there are, it is a kind of an ideological camp. It is kind of a holy war camp. There are people who like F-Zero, and there are people who like Red Out 2, and then there are people who like Distance, and the people who like Distance generally like all three of them. I'm kind of in the Distance camp, but much prefer F-Zero to Red Out 2, or to Red Out. But if you love Red Out, if you're like a Red Out freak, I think even you might be frustrated and be disappointed with Red Out 2. So give it a try if you're a super fan, but otherwise just avoid it. Get gear shifters. It's not going to scratch your itch, but uh, it's an offering. Alright, so now we got our quick picks for the Steam Store Summer Sale, which as I mentioned now runs from, uh, well, is running from the 23rd to the 7th of July. So you have 10 days. 10 days. 10 days, man! 10! 10 days! <laughs> oh, Ivor. Happy 400th episode, buddy. Yeah. Alright, so, here's our deals. We're just gonna go through these really quickly, because a lot of these are just, you know, the pro forma titles that I, you know, not, not that I necessarily look for, but that jump out at me. Um, first off is the Tomb Raider 2013 uh, reboot. It is 85% off at $2.24. Then there's Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is 80% off at $5.99. Of the two, I recommend the first one. And I always get Rise of the Tomb Raider. 
Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider is awesome because that has, I think that's the one with endurance mode. So beat the first one, which is the most amazing, one of the most amazing adventure games ever made. And then beat Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is one of the most amazing survival adventure roguelikes ever made. And that's just the mini game. That's the endurance mode. Um, my friend Pedro. Everyone's favorite side-scrolling akimbo weapon, bullet time, independent arm movement, uh, acrobatic, deranged man with a banana face. My friend Pedro, 60% off, $7.99. And that game does not go on sale much more extremely than that because it is going to be still played as long as there are video games. So there's no real reason to discount it. You know, You know the type of game I'm talking about. Also, just to add some variety, there's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which was a fantastic action role-playing game, um, which had one of the best droids ever made. I think it's actually better than BB-8. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is 75% off at $9.99. And that game is actually not only fantastic and exciting, and it's like Prince of Persia Star Wars style, um, the story of that game is really, really good and really moving. Then, everyone's favorite, a game that I've never found enough time to play. Significantly. I got through the tutorial, and then I wanted to go back to the tutorial, and I couldn't ever do it again. I don't know, I got confused. Sea of Thieves, which does work on Linux with multiplayer and everything, and the game still has a thriving community. Another game that does not go on a steeper discount than this because it will still be relevant as long as their servers are running. Sea of Thieves is 50% off at $19.99. Control Ultimate Edition. Control. The Paranormal. Uh, you are now the director. Um, telekinetic. Uh, Threshold Kids. Dolfer! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> together control 70% off $11.99 and one of my favorite games of all time Psychonauts the first one 75% off at $2.49 that is an unbelievable deal although a uh, friend of the show BPR uh, just like two months ago said that he had some problems uh, with it getting to recognize his controller and with it getting to start up I didn't have any problems with it I tested it in parallel to him. He eventually got it running, though, so that's good. Then, one of my favorite side-scrolling platformers of all time, and the only truly great side-scrolling pure stealth platformer. I mean, because there is Bonanza Brothers, side-scrolling stealth platformer of all time, and the one of the greatest ninja games ever made. We did a whole episode on determining the greatest ninja game ever made. Mark of the Ninja! Remastered. 60% off another game that very rarely goes on a steeper discount than this, because it will still be played. It's an amazing game. $7.99. And for those of you who've seen Top Gun Maverick, which I've not yet managed to go see, and I'm dying to see it, because the F-18 Super Hornet is my fucking favorite goddamn modern war uh, aircraft, post-World War II aircraft, favorite jet and jet aircraft I can tell you all sorts of things about the F-18 Super Hornet, and that's what they used. They didn't use Tomcats. They used F-18 Super Hornets in that movie, and they were real. Tom Cruise wasn't allowed to touch the controls, but they were real. So, that's fucking rad. I really want to see it. Um, For those of you who want to play, who have seen it and have been inspired to want to play uh, jet aircraft modern combat Semi, semi-simulation, semi-arcade um, with a nonsensical fucking science fiction storyline, but realist, generally realistic environments and generally realistic analogs to the real core of our jet fighting of the, you know, of air superiority and tactical strategic uh, multi-role uh, jet Combat, Ace Combat 7, which I played extensively, I think. I think we probably reviewed it. Um, I got about halfway through that game. Ace Combat 7 is 80% off, $11.99. It is not as good as Ace Combat 6, but Ace Combat 6 
is like one of the best games ever made. So, or maybe it was five. It was the one where you're Garuda one. But Ace Combat Seven, you're not Garuda one. It's totally different. It keeps telling the same story of the same fucking war between these same two fictional nations. Back and forth they go. 80% off, $11.99. And for, again, for variety, Injustice 2, one of, like, it's so deep, I've never been able to get into it. Uh, fighting games, superheroes fight each other, real superheroes. You want to see who's going to win between Batman and Superman? Injustice 2! Injustice 2, the Ultimate Edition, is 75%, is 85% off at $7.49. And then I have a whole list of stuff that I'm, I'm, I got loaded up in my shopping cart, um, from last night that I have yet to purchase. But as I comb through those, there is, let me just look at my shopping cart real fast. Uh, store, cart. I got 13 things. I got Space Hole. I got a porno game. Oh, I got this game that I'm absolutely buying. It's called Unravel. It's five bucks. You play... uh, Never mind. I'll talk about that some other episode. Anyway, with that, those are our quick picks from the Steam Summer... Steam Store Summer Sale for 2022. Again, next week we may or may not have a more complete well-thought-out, comprehensive-ish list. I doubt it, because I'm sick of covering these sales like they are the end of, you know, like, you know, 100 games. No, we've done that enough. And everyone now, you know, now can find their fucking, you know, favorite games. I guess our uh, image for this week will be probably of, because, uh, yeah, it'll probably be of uh, gear shifters. That'll be funny. Anyway, our 400th episode, Gear Shifters. The epic. <laughs> it's not an epic. Alright, let's get to our feature. I were based him with it. Perfect. Oh my god. It's Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, as mentioned, our feature this week... Well, here's the deal. Why are we doing two excerpts from very poignant, insightful, and informative and interesting letters from two of my favorite independent developers? Well, I think it was on Thursday, the whole world saw the horrible news. Well, it wasn't horrible. It was just very bittersweet that the much-beloved independently developed magnificent triumph dying light the developers have determined that it has reached its end of end of life cycle after seven years meaning that this fucking podcast has been going on before dying light came out and that was one of the biggest games that ever came out during the show, one of my favorite games of all time. It's the only zombie parkour first-person game ever made, and one of the best parkour games, and one of the best zombie games ever made. And with multiplayer, and they supported it, and they added free DLCs all the time, and they innovated endlessly with that game, but they have decided to retire it. So, cheers! Uh, And that game basically launched with Linux support. It was buggy as fuck originally, but anyway, it's still an unbelievable game. The game is on like super steep discount. I don't have that information in front of me because Ivor should have put it in the rundown! You're fired! More whiskey. Hmm. But so as I read that announcement from from them, it got me thinking about two recent letters from independent developers that I want to incorporate in the show. Because no, I mean, it's... The, the guys behind Dying Light were all about the community. Now, you don't, you don't have to be all about the community, but if you're going to pretend to be all about the community, 
you you know, you have to really embrace the community, or at least seem to. And believe me, I've been on both sides of that fence, both really embracing the community and also just seeming to really embrace the community from a development standpoint. Um, don't forget, I ran IHC for fucking almost five goddamn years. I was held accountable by fucking 300,000 little children. My God! The nightmare! It... <laughs> but, um... And so, ha- half of the time, I was very responsive to the community, the other half of the time. Eventually, like, I got better at it and figured out that there's a happy medium. You can't be tortured by constant demands of random strangers. Mm. But you also have to remember that you owe these people fucking what they want to some extent because they paid money for your game. And so you treat them with respect at the bare minimum. Blah. And so it was a poignant thing that Dying Light, because that's what the, the guys behind Dying Light really did phenomenally well with their community. They were always up front um, through thick and thin. You know, they never fucked around. That's the number one thing you can do as an independent developer if you want the benefit of having, you know, pretty close-knit community integration. So, yeah, so so these two other uh, poignant letters, I'd like to share them with you, um, mainly because well, okay, not mainly because, but like I said, like, this is how you talk to your community when you want the benefits of that relationship. But secondly, they reminded me so much of some aspects of these letters, which are candid, fucking straight, shooting, poignant, fucking, I, I hate that word. I, but it's the only word I can think of that really describes this, um, reminded me so much of me in such eerie ways, and I started thinking about that and I think it'll remind a lot of you about a lot of you, and that, about about a lot of aspects of you and your workflows and stuff, and um, it, it was so eerie I was like, oh my god, I know buddy, I feel ya um, and th- third it, it's so important to see for those of you who aren't programmers and stuff but even for those of us who are or have been, it's so important. We lose sight that that these are people too. That 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 and, and most of all, I mean, they're not just people too. The, most of all, these letters are fascinating insights into like the intense, intense madness of being a one-person developer, and I think it'll, I think it should strike a semi-universal chord for most of us, especially those of us, you know, especially we Linux admins and users who so frequently, at least if you've been doing it for any amount of time, go back any number of years, it's a lonely, difficult thing. But now it's, I mean, and it's been viable now for you know, fuck. I've been using Linux since 97. So, there was nothing you could use it for back then. But, uh, so for at least the last, oh, Christ, 2006-ish, Ubuntu 6-ish, it became my daily driver. And, uh, I've used various flavors of Linux ever since. But when I grew up here in the desert, there was no one to talk to about Linux. There was no, no one else. I, I live in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas in 97 was still a very small town. It still is a very small town, even though we have over a million people here. Mm. And so I think that, like, the struggling with problems and stuff of these letters will come through. First off, is from an experienced, experienced, unbelievably experienced uh, developer Luke Schneider from Radiant Games. This is from his update letter from uh, May 26, which I only read uh, I guess, yeah, two weeks ago. So yeah, I read it late. He goes through 
all of this stuff about like all the shit that he's adding into the, his magnificent game, Instruments of Destruction, which is just a fucking masterpiece already, and it's still in early access. But this guy too is very much accountable to his community, especially that's why he released it into early access. He wanted to see other people's stuff and get the complaints and help find you know many eyes. It's a very false approach. It's very Gabe Newell. It is very Linux. It is a very much a false approach to development. Many eyes make... All problems are... All bugs are shallow with many eyes. With enough eyes. Um, especially the ones you can't see. Especially the ones that you don't know are there. Because like if you're just developing in a vacuum, you don't know that it doesn't work on this guy's system. Or you don't know that everyone wants this one tiny thing. And I fell in love with Instruments of Destruction after like 80 hours in I jumped on their discord and I drew up a diagram and I was like hi guys I know I'm new and stuff but I just want to I just want to I don't know who to suggest this to but I just want to make this one suggestion and I have a little diagram is this okay place to post it and they're like whoever was there was like yeah sure and there's like you know 100 pe- 150 people there and you know 20 of them were talking and there's all this back and forth very active community I didn't know uh, how to like get it to Luke, or if like there was like an approval process or what. And so I, was, I just jumped on the Discord. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll post it here, and will it get to somebody if it's a good idea? And they're like, oh yeah, no, totally, it will. I'm like, all right, cool. So I I post the diagram. This one guy was a total asshole to me. He's like, I can't even fucking read this, you know, blah 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 blah. And the other one of this one of the other guys, like a more senior guy, was like. Oh no, you can read it. And I, I was typing that as he as he defends me. That guy ultimately said, Yeah, no, this this I we've already gotten this submission a couple of times before, but I'll boost it up because it is a good idea. And you know, your diagram, I'm like, I'm sorry about the diagram. It's you know, like all crude and stuff. It's like, you know, I just drew it by hand and took a photo of it with my iPhone on graph paper. Uh, and I was drunk, and I, I explained this to him. I was drunk and I was stoned, but um, I really, I would really love this to see this this part. It was a part idea, because mm. in Instruments of Destruction, you build your own ve- demo- vehicles to demolish buildings. It can be giant vehicles, it can be small vehicles, it can be. And my my idea was for a part that was a universal six way connector that was one quarter the size of the normal six-way connector. So it'd be like a mini bit connector. So you could like you could do a lot of shit with it. And so the guy's like, no no no, it's cool. I I I, I understand the the thing. I'll I'll boost this up the the food chain and it'll go up the food chain. Two days later they added the part. <laughs> They, they pushed an update that added the part. That's how Luke Schneider fucking develops this game. And he's a one-man show. But he is a very experienced developer. And so he he posts these regular uh, bi-weekly updates uh, and then one big monthly update. His regular monthly update. Uh, and this is from May 26. Big building update, increased max building sizes, some new massive towers, warehouses, and bridges, and some sandbox updates. And he goes through all of his changes, goes basically like his change log. And then he starts talking about like, and as he's doing this, he's talking about like all of the fucking nitty gritty. But it's not too verbose. It is amazing. It is exactly the type of shit that um, for for non-gaming projects as a developer, I've had to write for clients. Um, you know some some you know some after action reports, summaries of things that were fixed and changed, and you know blah in language that everyone can understand. I'm just going to give you an excerpt of uh, from the middle of this to give you you know blah while working out what new island designs, concepts to build, I decided I wanted to push the limits of how large buildings could be in in the game, and have these massive building structures be the focus of some new islands, some new levels. I started to work on the larger structures, but kept running into small problems. The limits of the game were just a bit too low, particularly the number 
the number of maximum links between pieces in a structure. So I increased some numbers, but they worked on large towers and such. Debris wasn't was not looking as natural as it should, with too much stuff flying up randomly, small particle debris bouncing far too high. Particle debris was easy enough to fix, but it took me way longer than it should have to figure out where the fast-flying medium debris was coming from. It's mostly from incorrectly initialized variables. Once it was finally resolved, I spent a while tweaking numbers to prevent the instant crumble phenomenon that happened pretty frequently when large towers started to collapse. So we'll skip ahead. And he goes on at length about this. It's not at, like, super length. I could read it all to you in under five minutes, this whole fucking update. Um, and the, his updates are great. They're awesome. His monthly updates are phenomenal. But he closes with a uh, another another headline, Adventures in Failing to Focus. And he goes on to say, To be honest, the past few weeks have been a bit of struggle in terms of my work consistency. Some of the things I've been working on have been pretty tedious, but my productivity problem has been more mental than anything else. And this I feel profoundly, especially post-COVID. But more mental than anything else. I've been doing less programming lately, and that means I have a harder time focusing. That is absolutely, if you don't use it, you lose it. Working on structures, islands, art, etc. is relatively straightforward for me, and my mind is has always wandered while doing that kind of work. Fucking A. I won't get into details, but that's led me to more problems and distractions than usual lately. Fucking A. You're a one-man show, dude. Some of the recent struggles are just due to burnout from working 10-plus hours for six months, and part of it is... This is the thing that hit me. And part of it is just a natural cycle I tend to go through. Usually the best thing, and this is true for me too. My, I imagine it's probably true for a lot of you as well. Usually the best thing for me to do when focus is hard is to just work on anything on the game, regardless of whether it's important or not. Just need to find something that seems fun and easy and do that. And eventually the focus will return and my abnormally high productivity with it. Fucking A. That is... <laughs> Not only is that like how you talk to your community if you care about community input. If you care about community relations. If you care about people liking your game. Um, that is like a fucking... I want that on my wall. You know, I've got, I've, I've, I've a couple of programming maxims. Like when I, when I have to teach people or when I have to explain what I do to people, not what I do to people, but what do I do? And I have to explain that to people because I don't explain what I do to people. Uh, I just do it to people. <laughs> but that is like fucking awesome. That is awesome. Usually the best thing for me to do when focus is hard is just work on anything on the game, regardless of whether it's important or not. Just need to find something that seems fun and easy to do and do that. Eventually the focus will return and my normally high productivity with it. Fucking A. So there we got like a little recharge there. I, I mean, just tell me if like, you know, when you're working on a major, major fucking project, and you are like the guy. It's you. That's it. Or even if you have like a team underneath you, it can be even more stressful when you have a team underneath you, but this is the only guy. And I've been the only guy too. So that's that's from uh, Luke Schneider from uh, the, the sole developer of Instruments of Destruction, which is a great game, which also is 25% off now and $14.99 now through July 7th as part of the Steam Store Summer Sale. And finally, in our show this week, I have one other letter. Now, I had a bad experience with the community, the discussion boards for this game, but it is one of my favorite games. And it won. It didn't, you don't win this. You earn it. It earned our highest honor that this show can bestow. Worth full price, any price, all price every day, any day, any year, any decade, until throughout, until the end of a quarter time. You know, it's one of the best games I've ever played. It's called Nightmare Reaper. And I had a very disappointing experience on their forums uh, because people evidently didn't... They're snotty fuckers. 
and because they've been developed, not not the developer, but like the community itself. And eventually, I post like a big fucking screed, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, that's it. I'm not following this fucking conversation anymore. Bye. Uh, and one of the things I said that was funniest in that was, oh, and by the way, I am better than you at this game. I have played it longer than you have. <laughs> And you are still missing my point. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so I had a lot of bad feelings about Nightmare Reaper, especially because like until they fix that problem, I'm I can't really play the game. And I loved playing Nightmare Reaper all the way through New Game Plus, and I'm almost at the end of New Game Plus, but I can't get any farther until they fix this one thing. Anyway, and they probably won't, and I and that's fine. Like, you know, just because I say something doesn't mean that, like, you know, you have to jump and make it happen. You know, not every suggestion is a good one. And not every fucking end user has any concept or insight into the overall complexity of what it would take to make what might seem like a small change in a very complex mass of code. Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll refactor the entire fucking design. I'll refactor all 100 fucking 50,000 lines of the game. Yeah, I'll just refactor it. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. It'll be great. It'll only take another six months of testing. Oh, we'll fucking change all the metrics. It'll be fantastic. Good idea. Just to make sure that, that you know, the cow goes moo. You know, whatever. I never thought about having the cow go moo. It's a good idea. And I did think of it after, you know, but no, it's too late. (laughs) I can't do it. This one is a longer one, but it is the pathos in this is so intense that, uh, and this is a happy, this is a happy one. This came out June 16th. But you really feel for this guy, and and, and I thought I, I just wanted to share these with you, um, and especially on our 400th episode, I thought it might be nice, you know, because um, we've all been here. This was posted on Thursday, June 16th, about uh, three weeks after Nightmare Reaper left um, early access and hit 1.0. Congratulations, by the way, to Nightmare Reaper. And you're going to love this. By the way, if you want to follow this guy, he is at Nightmare Reap R-E-A-P-E-4. You know, Nightmare Reaper, but the last R is a 4 on Twitter. And they have a Discord channel and stuff. And if you haven't played Nightmare Reaper, you need to, because it's well, it's a strong candidate for my game of the year um, so far. Alright, so this is a post-release update. Hi, everyone. I've worked on Nightmare Reaper for five years. Much of it was 10 to 12 hour, 12 hour days for seven days a week. I was full of passion and had a singular focus for so long. Oh my god, I feel you on that. I had to put many things in my life on the back burner. Oh god, I feel that. Sometimes at the cost of my family or health. My god, I feel that. That's why I decided to take a long break after the last patch. What did I do? I spent a lot of time taking care of my kid before daycare started and we'd see her so much less. I've also tried playing new games for a change. I barely played anything new in five years. My god, I feel that. I also had a small family trip to Vancouver, which was quite an ordeal with an 11-month old. Was it a complete breakthrough? Not by a long shot. Remember, and then he he puts this in bold, and it just, it hit me right in, right, it got me right here. Remember, I'm the only one working at Blazing Bit Games at the moment, and I've been working on many things at the same time. I've incorporated Blazing Bit Games, and the repercussions of this have been occupying me almost full-time since. I feel that. Man, managing the business sucks. I say, oh my God, and what else do I have to do? Um, uh, has uh, been occupying me almost full time since. I've also never stopped doing. 
Nightmare Reaper support and interacting with the community. Now I'm dealing with publishers in order to bring Nightmare Reaper to more people. And God bless you. First fucking thing I tell any of like the if I ever get it's happened many times over the last three years. I've gone to talk to some of directly to some of the developers I independent developers who I most uh who I respect most hardcore, who've made the best games, um, the first thing I say is, your game needs to be on Switch like, right now, even if you have to cut this release short, just fucking, I know you've been working on it eight years, stop now, call this, whatever fucking iteration or, you know, whatever, you know, if you have to roll back some changes roll back some changes to whatever the last really big fucking popular one was, then tune some changes and then put it on Switch, because you'll be able to sell it for 40 bucks, and it will be amazing, and you will make back all the money and you'll be able to fucking, you know, then you then you call the next one, fucking you know, like Nova Drift 2 or Nightmare Reaper 2 you know, and then you can and now you know the formula, you, can, you only have to change the engine but then you can add in all the other crazy shit that you've been, you know, iterating over for like 8 years now <laughs> you know what I mean <clears throat> but you gotta get it on Switch now cause you can charge 40 bucks even though it's like fucking been in early access for 7 years or whatever you can charge forty bucks on the Switch now, but you have you also have to do a parallel release with Steam. Anyway, that's uh, he's trying to bring it to the console, is what he's saying about Nightmare Reaper. Anyway, back to the letter. I'm sure many of you are eager to hear about what's next for Nightmare Reaper. Many things. Ellipse. Dot. 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 First, the certain thing: we're going to continue making patches. Thank you, Jesus. I accumulated a pretty large list of bugs and improvements from all the support I've done these last few months. Expect bug fixes, quality of life fixes, and performance fixes. I can't promise that all of your wishes will come true, though, because there's things I disagree with. Fucking A! And that is, you know... (laughs) You have to be honest and upfront. You know, you you have to treat everyone like they're children. Because ultimately... I don't know, we, we're devolving, I swear to God. You have to say, like, there are things that, no, I'm not going to do. I don't want to do that. I completely think that that takes the game in the wrong direction. Or that is way too complicated for me to do. Or, no, that is not part of this game, that's part of a different game. You're talking about a different game other than my game. Now, there are things that I disagree with. It's impossible to please everyone and I have to stick to my vision. Fucking yay! It's impossible to please everyone and I have to stick to my vision as it's what brought us this far. I don't like the us in that. Because that kind of makes him sound like a cult leader. But I understand what he's saying and but I do agree with it's impossible to please everyone and I have to stick to my vision. Also, one of the biggest source of issues is that we're using an older version of Unreal 4, and upgrading that will be a big undertaking. Like I was talking about before, like, uh, oh yeah, sure, I'll make the cow go move, I just have to refactor the code, I have to rewrite the whole fucking game! Ah, great! What about the future of Nightmare Reaper? I'm looking at a lot of things right now and can't promise anything. Here are the top, I, and he underlined that and bolded it. Fucking A, you have to be explicit and clear, and you have to be honest, you have to tell the truth. These are people who paid you and who love you and who want you to love them and who want you to tell them the truth. It's like, that's what we'll call this episode. Friend Love Beams Redux. For those of you who have not heard the three-hour fucking insane rant about Friend Love Beams from like season two of this show, go to the website and look it up. It's amazing. But anyway, uh, I'm looking at a lot of things right now and can't promise anything, but here are the top things I'd like to do. Steam trading cards as well as Nightmare Reaper themed stuff. Console versions. And my god, please, please, if you're a developer out there who's listening, if you're a one-man or two-man or, you know, small team developer, fucking support Linux absolutely in parallel. I would say fucking support Linux from the bedrock, but that's, you know, then you can fucking you know, because it's not that difficult. It's not difficult to, if you're starting from Linux, then hey, you but you gotta, I don't care what you develop for. If you're on Steam, you need to be on consoles. It's just the bottom line. Unless, you know, you're a mouse and keyboard game. Because, I mean, you got to make your money back. 
people don't seem to understand that like when you're doing this you're losing money every day and you're going insane especially after the first two years and as a one man I've done it I've done it and it's hard I'm lucky I'm single I don't have a kid to feed. I don't have, I don't take care of myself. I just, I need to, you know, blah. For, for people, you know, trying to have like a normal life and stuff, it is so hard. You have to make a nut and then you have to have the courage and the wisdom at that point to know that no one else is going to make your game other than you. And then you have to have, you have to pull this pull the trigger on that, and then it is just a world of doubt and <laughs> darkness. And the only light that you have is this thing that's burning so bright in your fucking mind, and you know you can do it. And it's harder than you think. <laughs> you know, it's always harder than you think to get feature complete. Anyway, console versions, localizations in all major languages. Mods, oh my god, new weapons, enemies, levels, game modes, etc., and even TCs, total conversions, which totally those things should be fairly easy to do if you can get it, you know, refactored to whatever fucking version of Unreal 4 he's using. Multiplayer co op, deathmatch, multiplayer, that'll be like in five years, if ever. Tell me what you think of these or if you have some cool ideas. As for myself, I'm going to start working on Nightmare Reaper game stuff again very soon, but I'll try to have a better work-life balance this time. And then, this is so cool. He put at the end of this at the end of, the, at the end of this open letter, he put cool stuff that happened after release. Nightmare Reaper got 82 and 81 on Metacritic and Open Critic respectively. We were 8th top seller in all of Steam for one week. These might sound like nothing, but they are so huge. Because, like, it's just like you're struggling against this wall. It's like there's nothing there. We managed to hit 2,000 reviews with overwhelmingly positive. There are now a lot of really helpful guys in the Steam community. Check them out. There's a Nightmare Reaper wiki. Check it out, too. Nightmare Reaper is verified on the Steam Deck, although we don't own a Steam Deck and haven't tested the game on it. There's a Nightmare Reaper bundle with postal brain damage. Get an extra 15% off. Pretty cool breakdown of the loot system in Nightmare Reaper by Gimme the Loot. Longtime friend of Nightmare Reaper. Also check out his other videos and then he posts these links. Awesome recent fan art. So many reviews and YouTube videos and smaller streamers. Thank you if you're one. And that's how you do it. So, on this 400th episode of the Best Links Games Podcast, I'd like to conclude by thanking you, uh, of course, our listeners. Um, thick and thin. And we have seen some hard times. We've seen some hard times, and we always put out a show. Mm. Because, I mean, our, you know, uh, not we don't have a huge listening audience. Um, partially due to the fact that I make almost no effort to grow it. Um, but also partially because it's not a huge topic. There is, it's, it's not a huge swath of gamers. And we cover it in our own way. So the 500, on average, we get, you know, somewhere between, uh, 300 to 500 on average listeners of the show between SoundCloud and, and, you know, people who pull us from, the server and stuff, which I, actually, who, who shit, I wore you're fired. I should have checked the stats. I I try not to ever look at any stats because it doesn't matter. It's not going to change the way I do the show. Um, in all honesty, but I mean, we have a Discord community, and I met a lot of wonderful people, uh, a lot of friends, a lot of uh, people who've gone psychotic. I've gone psychotic, and. Lots of enmity towards lots of people and stuff like that. <laughs> One way, <laughs> for the most part. Um, but I've gotten to meet so many cool people and so many friends of the show who I regard as friends of friends of me. Um, there will not be another 400 episodes, but there will be 
more episodes. There will be a 401, and who knows where it will stop. But uh, I want to thank all of our listeners, most of all, um, especially over the last three years, which have been so hard. I, I tried to stop doing the podcast. Uh, I tried to shut us. I tried to shut us down not too long ago, uh, and I I still can see the end of this podcast. It does have definable features, but it ain't today and it ain't this month. And don't worry, it's not going to be for a while. But um, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming down the track slowly. Uh, but uh, I realized that it's you guys. I talk the same way to one person as I do to 500 or 10,000. I'm not going to change. It's always just going to be me. And you might not like me. You might not like my opinions. You might not like the drunkenness. You might have issues with curse words or fucking Ivor Molina, master engineer. He's available. You can hire him. Uh... show's intro is too long or it's too loud or it's not accurate or it's too old etc 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 I do what I can and I try to be as responsive as I am able but it's been so gratifying especially during COVID to realize that one of the things that got me through the quarantines was two years of not going anywhere um, and I live alone. But one of the things that kept me sane was being able to talk to you guys. And ironically enough, the COVID times, which God damn it, you know, it's a fucking un- unspeakable tragedy that will go down in, in history. We lost a million fucking people fucking pointlessly. Oh man, I got it twice. Um, but you guys kept, helped kept keep me sane, and the COVID times only really helped focus what has been true since I started this eight years ago. Um, you know, it's a difficult Linux has always been a difficult and lonely thing, and just to get to connect with you guys on a weekly basis in this form. You know, you should stop by the Discord. I'm always there. Um, has been, you know, really, 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 really gratifying. Uh, so, 400 is for you. 10 years, man! 10 years! Ivor, take us out! Cheers, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Or later on this week. The unfit. Are you comfortable associating yourself with eugenicists? I'm not comfortable associating myself with eugenicists or that quote, if that answers your question. Can I ask you a question? Um, Sure. Because I got plenty for you. Awesome. How many children do you have? None yet. Why? Well, I got married in May, so it's a work in progress. So you're working on having kids soon. Why haven't you adopted yet? Are you going to adopt kids that are in need of help? So I do kind of live a busy life. But I, I would love to adopt. Life. Actually, it's on the table. Okay, yeah. awesome. So Charlie's going to adopt soon. Excellent. At eight weeks, we have tails. Uh, at eight weeks, an em- uh, 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 embryo has tails. Do humans have tails, Charlie? I- I'm sorry, what? Serious question. Do human beings have tails? I'm not exactly sure the essence of the do question. Do human beings have tails? Do you have a tail? You know, I, I have never met anyone with a tail. I'm not exactly sure the... Exactly. But fetuses have tails. Kind of proves that at that phase, they are not a human being. They got tails. Humans don't have tails. We're not dinosaurs. Let me even show you a photo, if I may, okay? Do you truly, in your heart of hearts, truly believe that this is a human being? This... Without a doubt. Without a doubt? Yes. This is a dolphin fetus. So, let me... Without (laughs) a doubt, a dolphin fetus is a human being. This is a human fetus. Look how similar they look, but... Quite different. Dolphin. You just confirmed that a dolphin... In, in life, you confuse dolphins for human babies off. <laughs> you see world and you're like, someone's got human babies in that aquarium. <laughs> Get the human babies out of the aquarium. Well, you labeled it as a human fetus. No, so I did, did not. Dishonestly. No, I did not. But I let, didn't label it as anything. Let me, but you, let me say let human me, fetus on there. Let me ask you a question, though. So let's, let's hold up those two pictures again. Sure. Is there a moral difference between the dolphin and the baby? At this stage, no. 
And no, you just, no, no, and you no, just no. confirm that. Uh, let me ask you, a human and a dolphin, is it okay to kill one and not the other? Is there a difference morally between a human and a dolphin? <laughs> I don't kill dolphins, but if, when do they're like living... Do you like to kill babies? No, I don't. And when they're living, I certainly am not in favor Wait, of killing so either, let, let, but obviously I protect let, a human over up, a dolphin. Hold up the human one. Sure. Is that not alive? No, it is not alive. Well, then well, how is it able to have a heartbeat? It's attached to an alive being called a woman. Wait, so... The <laughs> it's called a... Oh, my God, what a horrible way to have to fuck end our 400 episode. Again, cheers. Thanks for listening. I promised, though, that we would do it. So we did it. There we go. Take us out, Ivor. Ten years, man! Ten! Where have you been for ten years? Ten years, man! Ten... Ten years! Ten years! Ten! Ten years! Ten years! Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're going to have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.